I just want to um, start, well, maybe start by praying very briefly. <laughs> Heavenly Father, I ask you that you will bring your word alive to us today and that it will um, help us in our walk with you. I pray that you help me to bring your heart to this passage from your word. So we give it to you now and pray, Holy Spirit, be very real to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, before I read the passage that we've got today, I'd just like to tell you about um, the day that changed my life. Now, Karen um, kind of gave me permission last week. Thank you, Karen, for talking about the importance of testimony. And um, it was about, well, 50, well, I'm not going to say, actually, M many, many years ago. <laughs> it was um, April the 6th, and I'd just come back from an Easter uh, vacation <laughs> from my... Um, from from my home up to my um, college where I was doing uh, teacher training. It was my final term. Now, just to tell you that up until that time, I had not given God one thought, I don't think. I don't really, God wasn't in my life. He wasn't in my family. No one uh, uh, was a churchgoer even, or um, God just wasn't on the scene. But on this day, uh, in this Sunday morning, when I woke up, in my head came, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And uh, you know when you get a song in your head and it keeps going round and round? Well, this is just how it was with me. I could not shake this out. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Well, if you ever read the authorised version of the Bible, you'll recognise that. And I thought, ye, that's funny. What's that about? That sounds like the Bible. And so I said to my, um, the, the girl in, my, in the room next to mine, oh, can I come to church with you tonight? Because I knew she went to church. Um, I don't know what, what it was about. And so that evening I, I went and I heard the gospel that Jesus loved me that he died for me. Um, and I don't really remember much about it at all, to be honest with you. But that night, when we got back and she came in my room and she said, it's all true, you know. And uh, I did the girly thing and burst into tears. And she said, do you want me to pray for you? So I said, oh, go on then. <laughs> and, and I guess at that point, I um, realized that I was a sinner and I needed Jesus. And that moment was the moment that changed my life for good. When I got up the next day, everything had come out in colour. I, I couldn't wait to get and read a Bible, one day old, and I could already read. <laughs> and um, so um, from that moment on, and over 50-something years, um, God has been in my life. And it's it been such an interesting life ups and downs and ins and outs but um he's given me a love for his word and a love for people love for uh, women in the women's group and all of that and it's been it's been an, an amazing journey and i recommend this life the life of faith 
And so that is why, actually, I actually picked this passage um, for, my, for my contribution to the Sermon on the Mount. So I will now read it. Um, and this is from the New King James. And it's um, Matthew 7. Uh, and I'm going to just at the moment read un uh, to um, 11, just four verses. So can you concentrate on this? Okay. And so this is Jesus speaking, don't forget. Jesus, the one that made all that stuff that we've just been looking at, for goodness sake, amazing. And he comes and speaks to us. And he says this, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened or what man is there among you who if his son asks for bread will give him a stone or if he asks for a fish will he give him a serpent or a snake if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more Will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? That is, I think this passage is absolutely pivotal in the Sermon on the Mount. And um, I'll tell you why in a moment. Because we need to put this, this passage in its context. In the, in the Sermon on the Mount, we, are, we have been... Um, talking, well, he has been talking about kingdom living, how, how we should live in the kingdom, the standard that he puts there. And such things as, first of all, we have the Beatitudes, amazing, uh, for, for an example, hunger and thirst for righteousness. And then he goes on, you need righteousness that exceeds the scribes and the Pharisees. And that was the kind of righteousness that people couldn't get their head around in those days. And then he says, um, don't call anyone a fool, let alone murder anyone. And don't be lustful. Turn the other cheek. <gasps> Love your enemies. Now, come on. Don't be a hypocrite. Forgive others. Oh, well, that's a bit of a big one. Don't try and serve two masters, God and mammon. Don't worry. Don't be judgmental. And, and so the list goes on. Well, you might be saying... Well, that's all very well, but how am I supposed to live like that? How can, how can I do that? That is, that is a big ask, God. Come on. You know, I'm, I'm made of dust, and this is a big ask. So how can we live like that? When you think about what goes into the first step in the AA, what do they recognize? We are powerless. And when we did CR, do you remember CR? And our first step was, we are powerless. We need a higher power. Okay? Any of people that have been to IA and CA and all that, they will recognise, I'm powerless. Um, so, that is, that is why I think this verse is pivotal, because once we recognise that we're powerless to live like this, then we say, um, Okay, well, if I can't do it, God has got to do it for me. And he comes and he says, ask me, ask me. 
Now, what he's not saying is, ask me if you want um, uh, a new car. Ask me if you want a new um, frock dress. Uh, ask me if you want um, a new kettle. <laughs> that's a, that's a, a recent purchase of mine. <laughs> but I didn't, <laughs> if this is not what he's saying. He's not saying, right, here is a credit card with a heavenly uh, stamp on it. You can just put it in and tomorrow, uh, just like Prime, you'll get what you want. Now, this is not what he's saying because um, earlier on, he said he, he will provide everything we need materially. So this is not about material things. This is a, a need for spiritual things. We really need to know that we need the power of God in our lives to live the life that he, he asks of us. And so he's not saying that I'm your, I'm your um, get out of jail free card. You can just ask me and I'll, I'll just give you anything because I'm a, um, a God that um, just gives, uh, gives into every whim that you have. And remember in James, it also says, um, you ask not because, uh, <clears throat> no, you receive not because you ask not. And when you do ask, you ask amiss. You, you ask wrongly to, to consume it on your lusts. That's, that's me with the old version. I can't remember the new version, but you get the idea. Don't ask amiss. We've got to ask God for the right things. And he's saying, ask me. So we must ask God for the power to live kingdom lives. Now, if we, um, if we look at... Um, if we look at the same parallel passage in Luke, Luke 11, 9 to 13, I'm not asking you to, to look at that particularly because it's almost the same. But at the end of the Luke um, paragraph, it says, um, if you then being evil know how to give, give good gifts to your children, how much, will your, how much more will your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Okay, so the first um, most important thing to ask for our walk with God is the Holy Spirit. In Acts um, 1 verse 8, it says uh, this was the early disciples who'd been hiding um, from the Jews for, uh, for fear of them. And, and Jesus said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. The wait in Jerusalem until you receive this power. And so, as you know, um, they were all together on the day of Pentecost when the day fully come, they're all together. And wow, the Holy Spirit, he didn't come by halves, did he? The whole place was shaken and they were um, flames of fire and they could speak with tongues and prophesy. Oh, what, a, what an amazing um, sight that must have been and, and sound. And everyone's thinking, ah, oh, what's going on? Are they drunk? What's, what's happened? Um, so the um, Holy Spirit came to give them power. Um, well, we all know that you, if you get in your car and you haven't got any uh, petrol or diesel in, well, you're not going to go very far. The same it is with, with us. We need uh, fuel to live our lives. We need the Holy Spirit. Um, we receive the Holy Spirit when we are born again, but we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
And to be filled with the Spirit isn't necessarily an automatic thing. And I'm going to give you two examples, just two examples from Acts. Okay, in Acts um, chapter 8, verse 14, it says something like this. That Peter and John were sent to Samaria when the apostles heard that the people had received the word. So they'd heard the word, <laughs> believed about Jesus. Um, but when um, Peter and John got, went there, he found, uh, this is the phrase, that the Holy Spirit had not yet fallen on them. And so he prayed for the Holy Spirit to come and they were filled with the Spirit. Um, so uh, they needed, the Holy Spirit hadn't fallen. They needed the Holy Spirit. And then in Acts 19, uh, 1 to 5, is Paul is in Ephesus. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Oh, well, we haven't heard whether there is a Holy Spirit, they said. Uh, well, what baptism have you had? We had John's baptism for repentance. And then Paul baptized them into the name of Jesus and he laid hands upon them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And that was their kind of baptism in the Spirit. But we don't have to go very far in the book of Acts before we find that um, that initial filling wasn't just the only one. They'd gone a little bit further and they'd got into trouble straight away with the powers that be who said, you are not to speak in this man's name um, and there'll be trouble if you do. So they went back to their group and said, oh, come on, let's pray. And they, they prayed very powerfully and um, the Holy Spirit came upon them again and the place where they were praying was filled and they were filled again. So they had the second um, baptism or filling rather uh, of the Holy Spirit. And so we, we really need to uh, re realize that we need a constant filling and refilling of the Holy Spirit. Okay, I'm just going to try and do this um, because if, um, if you know me at all, you will know that I do love a visual aid. And so here we are. This is a little experiment, the first time to do it on Zoom. And this is, um, this is a, um, a visual aid that I, I do believe God showed me this. Um, and so this is, uh, oops, this is a person. All right. This is a, this glass represents me or you. And this represents the Holy Spirit. And then, oh, then we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And I'm afraid to say that when we are filled with the Spirit, we have a little bit of um, grot on the top, which when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, he comes very gently and points out what you need to change. So I can take that off and skim this off. Uh, what might it be? It could be, um, mm, you really need to forgive that person. Mm, that was a bit judgmental. And the more, you, the more you get filled with the spirit, you know, it's top it up when something comes out, top it up. And then a little bit more will come up. 
And so the Holy Spirit points out to us where we, are, where we should really be um, putting things right in our life to become, our aim is to become more like Jesus, actually. Um, uh, I'm just going to read um, a little bit of what I thought God was saying about on this subject, if I can, if you'll bear with me. And so this is, uh, this is what I feel God would say about this subject, okay? I have set before you a picture of the kingdom of heaven, a kingdom where righteousness and justice and mercy prevail. It is a kingdom of the ungrieved spirit. It is my great desire for you to dwell in this way. However, I know that of yourselves you cannot achieve it. That is why I've said, ask of me. Ask and it will be given you. Yes, ask for the power of my Holy Spirit to enable you to walk in my way. It is not a one-time event for you to be filled with my fullness. Does the branch on the vine only stay one day? No, my filling must be continuous day by day. As you receive my spirit, you'll become even more aware of the sins that so easily entangle and trip you up. As these are shown to you, repent quickly and receive forgiveness that you may press on with your journey. That race that is set out for you, a race for you alone. Okay, so um, I've taken some of those thoughts and put them into what I've just been saying. The next, <clears throat> the next part we come to is um, whoa. seek. Now we've asked, and now we get to seek. Um, seek. Um, and sometimes uh, we might think that God is a bit slower than we would like. Uh, and if, we, if that is the case, um, maybe that will give us pause to thought, oh, what is actually my motive for thinking that? So get, get your motives right. Get your ducks in a line with your motives, okay? Um, yes. We are, earlier in the, in the um, Sermon on the Mount, it said, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these will be added to you. <laughs> so God asks us to seek him. Why? Because he wants us to be wholehearted. Not to give up if we feel that asking hasn't helped. We must press on and persevere. Seek. Uh, I'm going to read a little tiny um, parable from Luke 18, which is a, um, I always thought this was a really funny thing to put in the Bible. And who am I to say that? But there, um, it's, um, it's the parable of the woman and the judge. Um, so I just read a little bit of it. Um, and he spoke this parable to them that men are always to pray and not lose heart. So not to be half-hearted keep your heart. There was a certain judge who did not fear God nor regard man and there was a widow in the city and she came to him saying get justice for me from, from my adversary but he would not for a while but afterwards he said within himself though I do not fear God nor regard man yet because this widow troubles me I will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me. Now, I was thinking, 
that's a funny thing to put in there. But just remember the phrase from the reading, how much more if the, if the unjust judge the, who didn't fear God or man or anything, he, even he gave the woman what she wanted because she kept on, she persevered, she got what she wanted. How much more will God give to us, the Holy Spirit, when we seek him earnestly with our whole heart? So um, seek with your whole heart. Um, and she was rewarded and we will be rewarded for our persistence. Um, and many scriptures uh, challenge us to, uh, to seek. Um, for instance, I'll just give you, um, I've just got three here. Isaiah 55, 6 says, seek the Lord while he may be found. And I think it goes on to say, call on him while he is near. But seek him. He, he will be found he, he, while you can. Seek him. And then Deuteronomy 4, 29 says, you will find him, God, if you seek him with all your heart. Okay, this is the point, seeking. It's your heart. Are you wholeheartedly wanting to um, live this kingdom life? And then 1 Chronicles 22, 19 says, Now set your heart and soul to seek the Lord. Okay, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord while he may be found. <clears throat> um, all right. Uh, how we do with the time? Plenty of time. Um, okay. Plenty of time. If we've got plenty of time, I will. I'll just read this thing that I felt God was saying about seeking. Um, it's not quite so long, so don't don't drop off to sleep. Keep going. Okay. This is what I felt the Lord was saying about seek. Seek and you will find. It is my strong desire that my children should be wholehearted in their devotion to me. I detest lukewarmness, an attitude that seems to say, take it or leave it. No, I am a jealous God and I desire undivided hearts of love towards me. As you seek me thus, it demonstrates your strong desire to draw closer and closer to me, to know me more intimately, to seek my face and know my thoughts towards you. Yes, seek after me as for hidden treasure or fine gold. You will discover more and more as you delve into my word, as you meet me in the quiet place, more as you are obedient and quick to listen. So seek me with your whole heart. Okay. Ask, seek, knock. Who was, who was it who wrote that song, Knock, Knock, Knocking on Heaven's Door? Um, well, Eric Clapton. Yeah. Yeah, Eric Clapton. Yeah, Knock, Knock, Knocking on Heaven's Door. Well, that's what we're going to be doing. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> and so, Knocking on Heaven's Door. Um, it sounds as if God wants us to get it go even further. So we ask, seek, and then knock. Uh, we want, he wants us to get his attention. <clears throat> he is seeing how, how keen are you actually? Are you going to knock and keep knocking? Um, he knocks on our door. Um, from Revelation, it says, and this is Mike's favourite verse, 
Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and he with me. And at this time he's saying, uh, now he says, we must knock on his door, on heaven's door. Push on, be steadfast and determined. Like the person in Luke 11, 5 to 10. Let me do that one. Hang on. Um, Luke 11, 5 to 10. Oh, it says, um, this is the parable of the persistent friend. And Jesus said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, oh, don't trouble me. The door is shut and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give it to you. I say to you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as much as he needs because of his persistence. Then, if that's your um, friend that's in bed at midnight and you're going to ask him for something, how much more will your heavenly father give to those who are not not knocking on his door because of his persistence um right let's have a think now i'm going to go back to um to the passage uh of matthew 7 and look at the um the second verse because we've done ask seek knock and it says for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks find and to him who knocks, it will be opened. Now, this is a slightly different from the first um, verse because it is the present continuous tense. Now, I've said that as if I, I'm really um, <laughs> more than an O-level English, but it means ask and keep on asking. Keep on doing it. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking knock and keep on knocking present continuous so when jesus says pray without ceasing he also says ask and keep on asking seek and keep on seeking knock and keep on knocking don't don't give up don't stop press on this is the kingdom life and you've got to keep going you've got to keep being filled with the spirit you've got to you've got to know what's what god wants for us we what we can obey him in um, and then we'll carry on a little bit then. Okay, and verse 9, it says, Or what man is there among you who, if his child asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts, or oh, the Holy Spirit, to your children, how much more will your father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? I just want to, to emphasize that, as I've done two or three times already, how much more, how much more? We have got a God who loves to give. Well, he, he couldn't do more giving than he's already done, really. 
because he's given us his very own son to die on the cross the most horrible death he gave that because he's a god that gives and if we ask him for the right things if we don't ask amiss if we ask for the good gifts that he's got for us how much more will he be pleased because that is his strong desire for us to be be close to him to be like become like him and live that life so it's so um he's there to give us good gifts and i i don't think it's we're not just talking about the gifts of the spirit although that would apply um but he gives us so much more and how much more he's a generous god he will never be grudging or oh go on then which is what my son always says to his children oh go on then and they know they they know he'll do it but it's like mm, god's not like an old gone then he's generous god he loves to give he's given us so much and he loves to give us love his love he loves us unconditionally he gives us his love ask for his joy receive his peace he gives us peace that passes understanding that is that has been my testimony over the last two years ever since I had the operation for cancer. The peace of God has sustained me through everything. And it's, it's wonderful. I absolutely love the peace of God. And here's a very important one. Ask God for forgiveness. When you have been convicted by the Holy Spirit, make sure it's not condemned by the enemy. That's not that's not what we're talking about the enemy condemns the holy spirit convicts okay so we can say father forgive me father forgive me and the bible says he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness how cool is that that's brilliant and so we can um, pray for his presence and his power through the holy spirit and a very, very important one, like Solomon did, asked for wisdom. So it's no good having all the gifts like that are in Corinthians or, or Romans and, and you don't use wisdom, that they can do more harm than good. Wisdom is vital. I know um, David loves the, the Proverbs. So David, you'll know, you'll agree with me that wisdom is a, a brilliant um, brilliant thing to ask God for so we can ask him for wisdom um, and uh, I think I'm coming to the last little bit that you you could probably add a lot more things into that list the last little bit which I haven't read out yet is actually um, uh, called the golden rule in my Bible and I think that's um, what people nowadays would know that as the golden rule and probably not know where it comes from. Uh, and I think we would probably say, oh, do as you would be done by. And that's the basis of this passage, this verse, it says, therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them, for this is the law and the prophets. Um, so when you see therefore, say, what is it therefore? Because we've learned how to live a kingdom life, 
in well we've been told how to live a kingdom life and and what we've learned is to love our neighbor as ourselves we must um make sure that we pass on all the goodness and kindness that we've received onto our neighbor that we um has been god has been so gracious to us so forgiving so kind and it's for us to be gracious forgiving and kind to to other people we would love someone to say oh oh well she's having a bit of a bad day let you know and wouldn't it be nice if we said that about people too before we judged them uh, you know do what what treat people how you would like them to treat you as god has treated you with graciousness and forgiveness and kindness let us be like that um to our neighbors not our literal neighbors but everyone else because that that is this this, this summary of the law and the prophets is love the lord your god god with all your heart soul mind and spirit and your neighbor as yourself that sums the whole of the law and the prophets so there we are <clears throat> God gives us a template for kingdom living uh, in the Sermon on the Mount. He shows us how we should be living and he shows us how we can have that power to do it through the Holy Spirit. He gives us the template for a life to be lived which will please him and not grieve the Holy Spirit. In ourselves, we cannot achieve that. We must agree to that. So we see that his power is through the Holy Spirit on a continual basis, not a one-off or twice-off, but every day, really, because um, the world and the flesh come and infiltrate us and bring that grot that's in that glass that I showed you, which could be whatever applies to you. And the Holy Spirit will point that out and clean, we can cleanse ourselves of that. So um, we need that power. And so he says, ask, seek, knock, press on, persevere, go deeper, be persistent, pray without ceasing, and he will be with you. Amen. Amen.